This year's Mission X Fitness Challenge landed on the coast of Holland, where students from around the world focused on fitness, nutrition, and living a healthier lifestyle through the excitement of space exploration. Do you have what it takes to train like an astronaut? Find out next on NASA Edge. Welcome to NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. We're here at the Escape Center, located at the European Space Research and Technology Center in Nordwijk, Netherlands. For Mission X 2013. And behind us, students from around the world will participate in activities that will help them train like an astronaut. And throughout the show, we'll talk to members of the Mission X working group as they hold their international closing event here at STEC. And finally, we'll get a sneak peek at Mission X 2014. Maybe we'll be on Mars. Let's get this show started. So we're here at STEC celebrating the International Closing Event for 2013. Kind of tell us the objective of the International Closing Event. Well, I should be welcoming you to STEC first of all. <laughs> so, so the objectives of this closing event are twofold. And first and foremost, there's a serious part, and then there's a much more fun part, which I'm looking forward to. The, ser the serious part is where the Mission X working group, so all the points of contact, come together. They report on how 2013 went. We evaluated the issues, the problems, and how to circumvent those, and how to improve the program. And I think it's very important that we relay this information to each other. The fun part starts a little bit later tonight, where we have children from several nations who participate in Mission X mm -hmm. come over to STEC, and we've got a whole host of activities set up for them. They get, first of all, to meet each other, which is very important. There's no space program that is national level anymore. It's international cooperation is super important. I think that message is very clear in Mission X as well. And so they'll all come here, they'll do some sports activities together, they'll meet some astronauts, they'll get to ask the astronaut questions, and at the end of it all, we'll have a beautiful barbecue in the sunshine on the Dutch beach. Thank you, everybody. Mission X is an international health and fitness challenge, and it's designed for students 8 to 12 years old. And it's to promote health and fitness, a healthier lifestyle, and also to use the excitement of space exploration. And what new countries have you added to the 2013 group? In 2012, we had 15 countries, and in 2013, we added seven new countries. We added Denmark, Norway, Russia, Indonesia, Sweden, Kazakhstan, and the Republic of Ireland. That's a good selection of countries That's for the for quite 2013. A bit, yeah. Kind of take us to the current state of the program. In the program, we started the pilot in 2011, and it was so successful that we continued it for what we call the multi-year campaign, and that's three years, so 2012, 13, and 14. Well, right now, we just finished the 2013 challenge, so we're in the post-challenge phase, but right after that, we get ready for the pre-challenge for 2014. What was the challenge that the kids had to do during the year? Well, the challenge for the kids is to live a healthier lifestyle, and so the challenge is January through March, and teams from around the world do the activities, the Mission X activities. There are 14 physical and four science activities. And as the teams complete the activities, they upload points to the website and all of the points from all of the teams around the world help Astro Charlie walk to the moon. Astro Charlie? Astro Charlie, he's our mascot. And how'd you come up with Astro Charlie? Where did that, where did that name come from? Well, the NASA you know, administrator, Steve's. Charlie Bolton. There you go. So uh, Astro Charlie. 
Did you say there's four science lessons? Yes. That's in the classroom, and then you have activities outside the classroom? Actually, Mission X is extremely flexible. You can do it in the classroom. So yes, the science activities would be in a science classroom, and the physical activities would be in a gym class. But you can also do it outside of school. We have after-school venues that do the activities. We also have Special Olympics and day service providers uh, doing the activities and participating in Mission X. So it sounds like Mission X is a great program to adapt to the state standards or if it's in a national country, adopting it to their education model. Yes, exactly. And we have to be because even within the United States, there's so many different standards and then you go global and it makes it even more difficult. But the feedback that we hear is that the activities are written and developed well enough that they are easily adaptable. Now, how challenging are the physical activities? Have you done them all yourself? Oh, yeah. Oh, have yeah. you? Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. How have the students in the U.S. benefited from the Mission X program? Well, we've had about 1,500 children participate this year in Mission X. We had five different states and Puerto Rico participate. And these children were able to have pen pals abroad and they were able to communicate and share history that they had with each other. And they were able to share actually the activities of Mission X. And they actually created bonds, friendship bonds from abroad. But other highlights have been, for example, we have extended our activities for the unique needs. And so that will reach even a larger population within the USA and hopefully will extend abroad as well. We have this year, especially a blind student who was participating and the school was providing, you know, constructing the whole structure around him in, in order to allow him to implement the mission. So it was interesting to see this, this, uh, this deploy of, uh, of help. I compared this student with one of the blind American mountain climbers. I believe you're talking about Eric Weinmeier? Yes, he's an impressive person. He has a very good training, but he has had also a good support structure around him. A group of people who have believed that he has uh, the capabilities and he has been able to take the risk. Then what we're looking at particularly is finding enthusiastic teachers who really want to drive the program and, and share their love of space with the students. And for us, I think the big ingredient for the UK's success has been finding amazing teachers who want to really use the space context and the astronaut training um, resources to inspire their kids. And, and from the teacher's enthusiasm, the, the kids are really being inspired. From the, the first schools that have got involved, they liked it so much they got involved as second year and, and the third year, and they've actually changed the program and adapted the program to suit the different years going through. Lots of the schools have said that they've really benefited from the PE activities and the nutrition activities, and some of the kids have said that it's changed the way that they choose their food and, and the way that they actually hydrate themselves as well, so drinking a lot more water. Space is always so attractive to, to kids, and for us it's an excellent way to communicate the message of science, of technology, of space, um, uh, and that's one of the, the, the main purposes of, of Netherlands Space Office, to get more kids involved in science, in technology, in space. Because we really believe the space pioneers of tomorrow are sitting in the classroom today. And they also get the benefit of uh, learning about health and fitness along the way. Exactly. It's also a great message to, to communicate. And what I also really like about Mission X is the international flavor, because we are living on a spaceship Earth, actually, with all nationalities. And it's so important for kids to realize that. And Mission X is an excellent way to build that awareness.
the, the real highlight was the kickoff event. Because we had one challenge, we didn't have an in-flight call with the ISS, which was the most attractive part in uh, the, the other years. They so don't answer my calls either. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to find a solution. So we decided uh, together with our Japanese colleagues to set up an intraplanetary call from the Netherlands to Tokyo. Here in the Netherlands we had our astronaut André Kuiper surrounded with 100 enthusiastic kids. In Tokyo, they had the Japanese astronaut Kiyaki Mukai surrounded by 100 Japanese kids, and we had a really fun conversation. Of course, with translators, but we talked about space, but we also talk, talked about food in Japan, food in the <laughs> Netherlands, what do you do in your free time? It was really fun for the kids and, of course, for us. So a lot of the activities that the students are participating in the program are very similar to how you train yes. when you go up into space. Yes, there are specific things uh, that we have to add in space because uh, certain bones are, uh, yeah, you lose, you lose more because we don't have gravity. If you normally stand, you're already using muscles. Right. And in space, we don't have that. So we have to focus a lot on those bones and those muscles especially. Uh, but you also need a general cardiovascular. So that's why we do the bicycling, for example. Uh, to train your heart to pump well and then it becomes strong. Uh, you were in space for six and a half months, which is a lot longer than, let's say, normal back then with the shuttle flight, yep, two-week shuttle flight. Right. And we don't really have many data points beyond six and a half months. So as we venture off to maybe near Earth asteroid onto Mars, it's going to be even more critical to figure out how the human body adapts in that, in that reduced gravity, gravity environment. environment. Yeah, yeah, there's a big difference between short and long flights. I, my first flight was 11 days, so short flight. Uh, I had some problems coming back, but not as bad as after uh, say six months. What, what was probably one of the hardest things you had to adapt to when you returned from uh, station? Well, first of all, you get very dizzy and nauseated. You become earth sick. Instead of seasick, you become earth sick. So when you move your head, it's like the whole world is coming on an elastic band behind, you know, right. something like that. Uh, so you even have to be very careful with every head movement you make. If I went lying down on a couch, it was like I was tumbling all over and uh, head wow. over heels. And also, we have a tendency to faint. The blood pressure reflexes, which are normally working if you stand up for right. your bed, didn't work for half a year. So you, you, you get very, uh, well, this, you can faint even. Right. So we get even uh, a fluid infusion in the plane back. And then, of, of course, I had muscle ache. Right. Three months of muscle ache. Right. Uh, because we run mm -hmm. in space, we do the bicycling, but a lot of muscles you don't use. You know, you, I have pain in my ankles. And I thought, why do I have pain in my ankles? But because you don't balance anymore. You, right. So all these little muscles that you... you stabilize your muscles. Yeah, were, yeah okay. and all these... So uh, it was interesting to... Uh, and I knew this from my colleagues. They told me, uh, from be prepared, you have months of muscle ache. And, uh, and that was true, yeah. And the same goes for your bones, too? You yeah, the bones, uh, that, that's the longest uh, recovery process. Uh, actually, the bone loss continues a little bit if you're back, because this is a balance between cells, right. cells that make bone and cells that that uh, dissolve bone. And uh, so it continues a bit in the, to the wrong side first and then you, you slowly recover. So bone loss, I think bone loss is the most important thing. Uh, and then we have a radiation problem, of course. Right. So we have to uh, be sure that people don't get too much radiation. We're here at Aztec in the Netherlands where we've been going through all the Mission X activities with many students today. And we're here with Sven. Sven, you participated in some of the activities today. What was the most challenging activity that you went through today? 
The most challenging, I th still think that is the, the spider web because you have to go to a okay. web with lines without going t uh, touching the lines. So and that was and the hardest was when you are only allowed to go once to a hole. What has been the most challenging exercise that you've completed? I don't know, maybe the part of the swimming pool. I liked so much. It was pretty awesome. What was awesome and challenging about the swimming pool? We learned how to float in the water. Uh, we were simulating the gravity on the space. Was that the most fun as well, or what was the most fun activity? But it was also very funny to act with each other when we, um, for example, did the exercise uh, with the skateboard, uh, and um, we jumped on the skateboard and threw to the pieces of puzzle and bring them back and uh, so we had to act with each other and to communicate and this was uh, also one of my favorite exercises. That's a great one because you do have to figure out how you're going to work with your teammates in order to complete the task so just like astronauts it's a great thing to do. How do you like uh, working with all the kids from the different countries? Well, it's a good experience that I wouldn't usually have because in the United Kingdom we don't generally get that many foreign people from where I'm from. And also if I did end up being an astronaut in the International Space Station, then there's plenty of people from different countries there, so I guess it'd be good practice. Well, you have to be interested in science and engineering to be an astronaut. Which one are you interested in? Well, I kind of like science because I like all sorts of experiments and things like that. So while you were training to be an astronaut, which exercise was, you know, the most challenging to you? Well, the most challenging would probably be like when like they're coming down to Earth through the atmosphere because like I don't really like rides and things like that. So like perhaps like the gyro ball and things like that, which mm -hmm. is like an example of what coming back to Earth would be like. So I don't really like the uh, force that you come back to Earth with. Did you get a little queasy or was it were you okay? Uh, some people got a little lightheaded. Yeah, well, I was quite all right, but I mean, I'd rather not go on it, to be completely honest. <laughs> well, you know, if you want to be an astronaut, you would have to do that over and over and over and over again. Yeah, well, I suppose you have to do things that you don't like to get the job that you would like to be. Good, good thought. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. What are some things that, you know, the students learn today while training like a astronaut that they can take with them in the future to help them to be better athletes or even better scientists or maybe an astronaut? I think just the message of keep persevering. The more you practice, the more you'll get better. And you shouldn't just try the easy things. You should challenge yourself because that will make you much better all around. What other of the exercises were challenging to you? Um, the communication one was particularly challenging because it was people with different languages and understanding their method of communicating to us. So that's teamwork, you know, to become an astronaut. I guess work in any kind of work environment, you have to work with others. So, you know, here in this international setting that we have, working together as a team was, was a big deal. How did you overcome that, that challenge? Well, what we did, we camped with a number system and also used the NATO alphabet to overcome that so everyone could understand what we were saying and we knew what letters we were using. Now, what has been the most fun activity you have done for Mission X? Diving and gyro. Oh, you did the gyro? Yeah. Uh, did you? Uh, you apparently survived. You did well. Did you? Was it scary at all? It was comfortable. It was comfortable. You're <laughs> yes. a natural astronaut. Well, well, that makes me wonder. Would you like to become an astronaut someday? Yes. 
All right, very good. Well, thanks so much, Go. I hope that you and I can be astronauts together sometime in the future. Would you like that? Yeah, it's good, maybe. Maybe good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm the maybe part of that. Every project that we have is STEM orientated, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. And we tend with those projects to reach the people who are interested in those subjects. With Mission X, we reach out to the students who not necessarily even considered uh, careers in, uh, in STEM subjects. So using astronauts, the inspiration of astronauts and their training and physical exercise, we really come out from the opposite angle and that's how we uh, essentially reach out to the children who didn't necessarily or don't necessarily like STEM subjects. We have analyzed the situation in Colombia and we have concluded that one of the prioritary activities is education. With my experience in, in the space projects, I consider that there is the possibility to transfer space knowledge into the social context. And uh, Mission X is one of these programs that we can apply in order to stimulate the development and transfer some information to kids that's, that they can use in their normal context. For instance, if they want to implement a company, if they have learned discipline and organization, so they can use this in their, in their context. So there are various elements of Mission X that we can use. Very interesting, in this specific case, we address a subject of health and physical fitness, but Mission X contains other elements that will help us to stimulate the kids to learn science, to learn organization, to learn discipline, and not only the kids, but also the teachers and the parents. We want to influence the whole context. So this mission for Colombia is very useful. What's really great about this program is that it affects different types of teachers. PE teachers get involved, they start to talk to the science teachers and it becomes really cross-curricular. So it's one of the programs which is probably encompasses more subjects than just the science subjects, so it's great. So Lori, what great things can we expect from Mission X in 2014? For 2014, we know we're going to have a few more countries join. We're going to have more participation in the Southern Hemisphere, which will be interesting trying to juggle when the challenge happens. So if I'm a, a country that wants to participate, or let's say I'm a school from a country that wants to participate, how do I get involved in Mission X? Well, the easy way is to go to their website, trainlikeanastronaut.org, and on there you can ask a question that goes to our team and we'll respond to you. So out of the 22 countries that participated in Mission X in 2013, how many total students uh, were reached? We had around 16,000 students that were reached. 16,000? Yeah. That's a lot of Quite kids. Quite a bit, yeah. It's grown. Every year it's grown. By 2014, how many students do you, would you like to reach? We would like to reach closer to 18 to 20,000. 18 to 20? Yeah. And then after that multi-year campaign is completed, you, you want to go into another multi-year campaign? Yeah, all the way to 2017. Any, any goals uh, on the second campaign? We would like to like get about... 39, 40 countries involved and have a growth each year of participants by about 20%. Hey, who knows, when we land on Mars by 2030 and we have colonies, it, it could reach multiple planets. That's true. Yeah, well, that'll be a whole nother challenge. <laughs> yeah. Mission X 2013 International Closing Event is a wrap. Yeah, and it was really awesome to see all the international kids working together and participating in all the activities. We'd like to thank our friends at the European Space Agency, especially Nigel and Shamim. And next year, we hope even more countries, teachers and students participate in MX 2014. And of course, that doesn't matter whether it's on Mars or anywhere else, we're gonna be there. You're watching NASA Edge. And inside NASA Law? At all things NASA.